0: I well, the idea that neither of oh, us can it's... look Grace in the eye was. but
1: also how the do you I've heard that expression
0: <laughs> think about the, the <laughs> cultural education this
2: podcast has given you Grace I yeah. know yeah. I'm I... two
1: different people before and after
2: I like to think of this podcast as for Grace rather than my fair lady it's my foul lady <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and friendship. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons.
2: G'day and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a D&D 5e actual play for the Curio Network. I'm as always your dinky die Aussie, homecoming boy, uh, Ben McAllister. I'm your Dungeon Master. Welcome to the program. Yeah uh G'day cobo how's it going? Uh the name's uh old Rusty
0: Shoes Wilkinson. Uh otherwise <laughs> We've I'll replaced your Jackson, co-host today. And I'm uh Thomas uh Died in the Will and Zach Allen. Uh yeah, also on on the uh Southern Cross mics today.
1: And uh Bringing out the uh back of the pack is uh bloody true blue grace chaffle' uh, Happy to be here out and out back Australia with my fake Australian accent. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: <laughs> I oh. love how specifically the word accent was the most kiwi that yeah. one. Yeah. That was great.
1: Yeah. Oh, did Beautiful. it go? Cute? Yeah, like
0: specifically yeah. as you accent, said accent. Yeah. Beautiful. You bake you. I kind of said fush and chops, like as you said yeah, accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was honestly, it was a little bit Hollywood Australian, and I'm I'm kind of yeah. impressed. That's yeah. exactly what I was going for. It sounded like Quentin Tarantino at the end of Django Unchained. Oh my god. Yeah,
2: That's why they call her Gracie Hollywood Chapel. That's why we call you Hollywood. Yeah. Can we definitely start calling Grace Hollywood all the yeah, time? I love yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of into <laughs> that. Yes, yeah, good yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. No, That's it's a great name. fucking dope. Man. <laughs> This never happens to me. It's always it's always something bad. There. there was that brief moment of the summer where everyone was calling me Flacco. That was a big yeah. one for me personally. Yeah, um, I think the time. juice
1: is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah the juice, juice and or juicer. Also-
2: I love the juice. Yeah, that's true.
1: My fave is jacuzzi. I will always call jacuzzi. Yeah, I like jacuzzi. Okay, no you know what I really just
0: yeah Jacuzzi is incredible. I take it back. I've been pretty lucky. I'm sorry. you've
2: got a lot of good nicknames, Doug. See, I only have nicknames of my own design that start sarcastically and then become reality. Like the Kraken? Or, or Big B is where I was going. The Kid no, the also. Kid.
0: Although, no, to be fair, like, The Kid, you were like, hey, welcome to my political campaign. Thank you for coming. Uh, I'm, I'm pushing uh, The Kid
2: for, uh, uh, you know, entry into the lower house of my name. Uh, uh, please get behind
0: it and vote. Like, we're a, we're yeah. a one-issue
1: party, just The Kid. <laughs> just The Kid. Yeah. <laughs> nothing but the kid so we've been on mic for 30 minutes should we
0: yeah yeah, crack on with
1: the show we probably
0: should um I've forgotten what a dungeon and a dragon is yeah well Tom then I've got just the thing for you which is a little bit of a recap
2: When we last left our heroes, they were finishing their journey through the Temple of Silence. they just arrived at the final chamber containing a strange sculpture of copper and glass when they were attacked by a horrifying shadow monster. After figuring out the secret method to defeat the creature, the path was clear to investigate the mysterious statue. Inside, our heroes saw the unmistakable shape of a piece glowing and vibrating. But before they could claim it for themselves, Jody noticed something shocking on the horizon. The approaching armies of Lord Standish. Hastings was about to be under siege. That brings us to right now. So there we are. We're, we're hot on the tail of where we finished the last episode, which is to say, you've just defeated the horrible shadow monster. You found this glass and copper sculpture with a piece hanging out in the bottom of it. Uh, Jody's looked out some cracks in the windows and seen an approaching army. And yeah, you're just kind of standing right there. What are you guys doing? I imagine Jody probably calls out before Duncan fiddles with anything on the statue, like, uh, "Guys, we um." the the Standish man he's, his his armies I I I think Hastings is going to be under attack and then I like sort of beckon everyone over to like the Petunia little goes window. what and rushes over to the peephole, and she's little so she has to like jump to see through it and she's just like oh my god uh, okay J- Jodie picks her up <laughs> <laughs> <Jody's> like, <laughs> like hoist her up so she can like see
0: the little people. she's in. like Jodie picks up <laughs> heyo are
1: um, they think- so the people that we can see approaching the t- Hastings are they still yeah. outside like that kind of line of where the semi-force yeah, yeah. field is?
2: Yeah, yeah, big, big time. They're, they're probably like you could see probably like forty-five minutes to an hour's march away. Okay, Jody. Jody looks at Druzzy and is like, "What? What? What was the town like before when when the piece was working this contraption? It was invisible. It just didn't exist. Was it on a different form of existence, or was it in the web or something, or was it just invisible? What?" What does this machine do?
1: Um, I think Ben is going to have to answer that question. Would I know?
2: Probably you know through your sorcerer training, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I probably know from living there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might have an idea. I think, like, we talked about this, Grace, in that it was kind of like a Hogwarts type thing, where, like, people can't see it, but also, like, they just, like, feel kind of like they shouldn't go there, like they can't really like think about going there. Like it's just right. kind of like yeah, they just get like confused and end up walking in the opposite direction if they like get too close.
1: That's right. So I relay that to Jody.
2: Petunia, by the way, is like she's dropped out of uh, she's wriggled out of Jody's grip and she's walked over to the statue and she's flipping through her book furiously. Uh, Wait,
0: isn't the same book that Druzzy gave her about like tax reform <laughs> in the <Empire? laughs> she, she
2: she says. I'm sorry, Drusillia, I have to come back to this one. I think we need to look at the ju- <laughs> my journal for now. And she pulls out her notebook and starts flipping, looking through her notes. All
1: oh, right, oh. while it's Flipping? While she's distracted, Drazzy sort of brings the two boys in close and is like, obviously, we're going to have to take the piece. It can't stay here.
2: But it doesn't need to go right now.
1: Yes.
0: Peace in. Force filled up. That way, the citizens are safe. We go out. As they start to retreat.
1: Wait for the cover of night. Leave without saying goodbye. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> 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 um,
0: we still have to come back for the peace yeah, afterwards. We need but, to... uh... Keep
2: yes. having this conversation. I'm way into it. I just want you guys to know, uh, at this point, you all hear a loud, like, like an electric buzzing noise. And Petunia. if you if you look behind you, no, not that. Petunia's still sitting at the statue. Uh, she turns around as well. Over all of your shoulders, next to the elevator door that you came in through, a concealed door in that wall has just kind of like swung open on its hinges. You didn't see it there before, but it looks kind of almost like, a, like an emergency exit access shaft. Uh, that you can see now, like, this, like, sort of stairs spiralling around down behind it. You just see this door swing open on its hinges. There's nothing behind it. The door's just open now. You know, maybe kind of, like, a power-down happens and all the emergency doors open type thing? Mm-hmm. That has right. now happened <clears throat> behind you. Okay, um, I think... Drazi, Dr- do you think you you trained, and with the sorcerer at least for some amount of time, do you think that you can get this machine to work with Petunia?
1: Um, I'm the greatest sorcerer in the land. I think so.
2: I mean, fuck. Yeah, okay. Um. Uh, Jody then turns to Duncan and is like, I think perhaps we should... I don't trust the militia down there. I think we're of more use in a fight than we are in fucking around some sort of arcane trickery. Yeah, let's so, get down there. Great. As you guys are, are making this plan to like reactivate the, the thing and I guess like head downstairs and, and talk to the, the army folks, you hear some footsteps on the stairs inside that little emergency panel. And everyone, or Petunia, turns to look at them and goes, "Um, I think someone's coming up behind us. Uh, I, maybe someone wants to just be aware of that. I, I think I'm close to
0: figuring out how this thing works." Erden um, Junkan gets over to the door ASAP.
2: Okay, uh, Jody. Uh, Jody picks up his staff and smashes out the stained glass window in front of him.
1: What? Nice.
2: And it, is that is that smashed out? Do I have to roll for that, or can I just like sort of like? No, no, it's just get, done, dude. Great. Jody jumps. <gasps> and I'm free <laughs> How is that going to work You know I've got slow fall baby I, don't, I also have yeah, my glide float Because there's it. that
1: magical thing where. Oh, like right. the, you can't see the windows from outside
2: Yeah I think Does he like burst out of the brickwork Yeah I think he might just kind of like Shoot out of the wall Like maybe get splinched a little bit In the process <laughs> <laughs> so he's just, like, hanging in the air, like, out of the... Clo- like, he sort of, like, phases in for a bit and then drops out. Yeah, I- I'm gonna say, like, Jody, you feel the most alarming sensation as you, like... You jump out a glass window that you thought would lead you to the outside, and for, like, a millisecond, it's like you're being, like, compressed. Like, you're trapped inside something, and then you're through it on the other side, but you've taken... 10, like, I don't know, crushing damage by, like, splinching your way through a fucking clock tower. And hey, then you I can, like... I jump off a clock tower, I'm not going to take any fall damage. I can take some crushing damage. Yeah. That's, that's reasonably yeah.
0: fair. <laughs> Hang on, so did going through that window kind of, like, crushes guts? Oh my
2: god. Yeah, I guess you could say his guts get all crushed and stirred around. He slow falls down to the ground, out of breath, and, uh, Jody, we'll come back... He's doing to the, the VO you... for Jody now. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> we'll come back to what you see on the ground. Yeah, it's still come on, it's a superhero landing though. We're, we 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 all know it.
0: We all know it. 3 point landing? Um
2: go ahead and give me go ahead and give me a a dexterity I'm going to say saving throw to land that because you're out of breath after being
0: splinched. Right. Is it a 3 point landing with both your hands in the air? Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a 17. No, oh, no, wait, sorry. 16. Yeah. 16.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say you can, you can land that superhero landing, but like you're notably like visibly out of breath. Uh, okay. at, when you when you hit the ground and everyone's a bit like a boy. Look at that boy, he seems a little bit uh you know, out of it. Um, also he came out of the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too.
2: But they're more they're more interested in how out of breath you look.
0: <laughs> they are weird fucking priorities. Priorities, yeah. yeah. They do.
2: We'll come back to what you see on the ground in a second, Jody, because I'd like to head back up to the top of the clock tower where Duncan is standing in front of the doorway. Actually, were you going to do something, Drusillian? Yeah, can I? Yeah, yeah, go.
1: All right, Drozzy goes to the doorway as well, taps him on the shoulder, and then start- lays out a trap just behind Duncan.
2: Oh, nice. So she's
1: essentially, she's going to lay this, not the Humiliation Trap, what was the other one that I got? Acid, like maybe? Slime?
2: I think the slime was the humiliation trap. Also,
1: I
0: should note here that I'm not going to stand like in the doorway, but like to the side of it so I can fucking ram rail anyone who steps through, but I'm not just like standing there waiting to be seen. Okay. Okay. So
1: I'm going to lay the trap and then as soon as I'm done, I'll head back towards the statue.
0: You're
2: back over at the statue, Gisilia, and what you see is Petunia close or put down her journal for a second and reach over to the right-hand side of this complicated copper and glass armature statue, remembering that the left-hand side is, like, some gears and crank wheels. And she reaches over to the right-hand side and reaches, like, behind one of the bits of armature and withdraws a long, slim copper rod that probably looks kind of, like, superficially similar to Jody's staff, but it's a bit smaller. And she just pulls it out and she says okay i'm pretty sure this is the control wand um you should know Drazilia if we reactivate this thing and i think we should we won't be able to stop it for probably a year it's a it's a timed system and once it's turned and and running it's it's kind of unstoppable and uh <coughs> she holds out the wand in your direction and says, I think it'll go better if you try. And at that very moment, I want to jump back over to Duncan standing at the top of the staircase. You hear the footsteps getting louder and you hear some uh, breathing and you probably hear some like clanking and jangling. That sounds like metal rubbing up against metal. And then you see running around the corner. Now I, I, I want to say like d- d- are you, like, readying an action here, DK? Or what's the... What's yeah, the I think I'm
0: readying an action to tackle whoever it is down the staircase.
1: What if it's, like, an lady <laughs> Down the
0: staircase! <laughs> if they can run upstairs in armour, okay. they can take a tackle. Okay. I love that, because
2: what you see walking around the spiral of the staircase is a small figure that you don't immediately recognize because it is obscured by an armload of, like, goblets and necklaces and jewels and gold coins and various treasures. <laughs> and behind it is none other than Cerilia Halimian. <laughs> so go ahead and make that attack roll for the tackle. <laughs> Didn't we leave her in, like, a locked room? Uh, yeah, what I mean, I guess doing? the emergency... I guess the emergency doors all opened. And, uh, yeah...
0: All right, so um, like athletics. Yeah, let's go athletics. Eighteen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like, surely, like, like, what is a what is a good and a bad roll here? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can I take a reflex save to see? So that's like the I, I think the eighteen is like the precision and force with which I come around the corner. And can I take a yes. reflex t- save to see whether like I, I just kind save? of like
2: yeah dexterity? Take a dexterity saving throw to hold yourself back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, do it. (laughs) That ain't looking good. That's a six uh, plus two for my dexterity, so it's eight.
2: (laughs) Okay. I think with that, you barrel headlong into Cerillia and you both go, like, tumbling down several flights of stairs. Not flights, several, several stairs. Uh, DK, can I get you to take eight bludgeoning damage for me as you tumble? And Cerulea takes the same. She lands with a heavy oof, and, uh, you're just kind of, like, half on top of her, sitting, like, on an angled staircase in a pile of treasure. And, <laughs> uh, she's like, Oh, Jesus, Duncan, it's, uh, it's good to see you too and starts trying to like extract herself out from underneath this heavily armored dwarf. Um, so we now like add an exit to the tower. Uh, no, no, you, you didn't go down very far. You, you've gone down like a flight. Maybe you, you would see that you're kind of like back in, Oh, you, you know what? You're probably back in that library. Like the, the door has like opened onto that library that you were in before.
0: Right. Well, I like, guess I'll just kind of, I think Duncan turns to Cerulea and is like, Get up there to your sister, bag this treasure up. I'm going to go find Jody. Okay, nice.
2: Um... If you walk back out into the library, you can see, yep, it is indeed, like, an emergency exit staircase. There is another door, like, sort of around and to the right, you know, like a spiral staircase works, and you can just go, like, down that staircase and assume that that's going to lead you continuing outwards. Is that something you want to do? Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, I love that both of our melee combat boys have decided to go join a combat and in the process injured themselves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 dynamite so um cerilia goes uh yeah thanks duncan uh after you as you run off down the stairs as she looks around at the pile of treasure that she now has to scoop back up herself and she does that and then uh runs back up the stairs and trisilia you're now in The room next to the sculpture holding this wand petunia is next to you with like a pleading expression on her face you can tell she's a little bit antsy she can see the forces approaching she wants nothing more than for you to reactivate this sculpture and consequently she's implying trap the piece inside it for like several months to a year the boys are running downstairs outside to see what's going on in the town square and your sister arrives at the top of the stairs behind you carrying a large armful of gold and rubies and treasure and goblets. She's really a Hellenian, isn't she? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: And she drops them to the ground around her with a large clattering sound uh, and says, What's up, sis?
1: Uh, Nice picking, Cyrillia. Just a bit busy at the moment. Um, Jazeera looks back to the statue. Um, Can I take an investigation check? I think... I'm looking for, like, you know, a failsafe or, like, a... Like, surely if I destroyed the statue, it would stop the piece and I could take it away. Like, I guess I'm looking for evidence of what... Um, like, not now. If you you like, in, it, could you stop like, the piece?
2: Yeah, like, yeah. After, after, like, the, the battle sort of thing or whatever, if she was able to, like, then destroy it, uh, would you be able to get the piece out then? Yeah, go ahead and make that investigation check.
1: Um, nine.
2: Okay, um, look, I'll say with a nine, it's glass, so, <laughs> like, you could, but you have no reason to believe that one, that would work, or two, you would be able to ever, like, fix it again, or three, that if you leave this place and you reactivate the temple in the process, you wouldn't have to fight your way back through the temple to get back up here. All the other temples you've been to, you've taken the piece when you've left and it's been deactivated on your way out. Like, if you basically reactivate this one, you don't know what it will be like. All right. (laughs) You got a choice to make, grace. Because literally, we're not in the room. (coughs) Yeah. Petunia chimes in and she can see your hesitation she says, Tresilia, you have to. I know you. Look, I know you don't want to be here. I know you don't want anything to do with this, but. Standish is coming, and I know you and Jody and Duncan are powerful, but even if we fight them off today, we, we get rid of them. So what? They'll come back with more, or they'll bring the king's men. It's not enough to just stop this one army. We need to go back into hiding.
1: <sighs> Drozzy just turns and looks at Petunia and says, You can't. And she takes the pace.
2: Okay, you can't actually take the piece because it's still in the sculpture and you're going to have to figure out how to do that, but we'll come back to that in a second. I want to jump down to the town square where Jody has landed in a superhero pose, he's stood up, he's dusting himself off, he's drawing in his breath, and then he just sees uh, a little Duncan, uh with his powerful little legs barrel out of the door <laughs> at the bottom of the temple, which is hanging open on its hinge, and they're standing next to each other at the foot of the temple, staring out onto... The town square of Hastings, where you can see pretty much the entire town has turned out. Uh, Standing at the centre, on a very makeshift platform, you can see Enos Halimian, Dresilia and Cerelia's mother, and the mayor standing next to Trent Allgood, the uh, self-proclaimed leader of militia.
0: Old man half-barrel? Yeah.
2: Yeah, half, half elf, half barrel. That's right. The incredibly <laughs> handsome boy. He is marshalling troops to stand in the, the, the columns and ranks that he has uh, prepared them to. But you can see, Duncan, with your trained military eyes, that these people are, one, scared, and two, woefully unprepared for what's coming their way. What do you guys do? So, are they aware that battle is coming, or are they just disturbed yeah. that, like, that's a man jumped out of a wall and Duncan has rushed out of the clock? You know what I mean? Like, is it just general alarm, or do they know? Like... They probably, like, barely noticed you. Like, they were already getting ready because they could see, same as you saw, they can see, like, the smoke rising, they've probably got, like, scouts who've let them know. I mean, you don't know that, I suppose, from across here, but you'd think that the response that they're in would be really weird if it was to you jumping out of a clock tower. It yeah. looks like they're preparing for something. Yeah, cool. Um, I guess, uh, Jody will be head over towards uh, uh, Enos? Yep. As you get closer to the to the group, you hear Enos shouting out, Now, we should be prepared, but we shouldn't completely panic just yet. Drosilia might still... Fix the tower before they get here. She's still got time. And Trent says, "I don't know how much time she has." Enos, half an hour, maybe at the most. We should be prepared for anything. Enos just kind of glances panickedly over towards the tower and at the people in the town square, and she sees Jody approaching, and she says, "You there? How's it going? What news of the tower?"
0: <sighs> hey, sir.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, <whew. laughs> so i um uh, 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 so drazi is still um she's she's up there um Dunk- and i are here to help you oh, fuck uh, um, <laughs>
0: um,
2: <laughs> uh, Mark um march the forces and and prepare i drazi is going to try to uh fix the whatever this contraption is up there but um, it would be foolish to you rely on You mean the that. bubble she's going to she's going to try and fix the bubble. Well, yes th- that is that is allegedly what the plan is. Yes. You hear a sigh of relief ripple across the town. No to no no no, no, no stop, as, stop 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 as... no 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 relief not now is not <laughs> the time for relief now is the time for mild panic and strong resolve. <laughs> we need to get ready <laughs> to fight and defend your town. Trent eyes you seriously for a minute and casts his eyes at Duncan as well. Who where is Duncan while this is happening by the way? Well, presumably I'm. I've come over to them. Yep, he says. Will you help us?
0: <laughs> help you? We're gonna fucking carry you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay we'll come back around to that and let's go back up into the tower Gracie you are standing in front of this statue I'll describe it again just in case we've forgotten it's various interconnected bulbs shoots and pipes of like blown glass that is faintly glowing and thrumming uh, suspended on intricate wrought copper armature there appears to be something approximating an axle through the middle of it on which the entire apparatus appears to be able to spin such that the bottom becomes the top and the top becomes the bottom kind of like an hourglass is how I described it last time. There's a series of gears and armature on the left-hand side, and you're holding a magical, you believe, wand. The piece that you can see unmistakably is sitting in the bottom sphere of this intricate structure, and the bottom half of that sphere is basically like a cap, like a hinged copper cap, with the piece sitting sort of on top of that cap.
1: Okay. I think, based on what I just said before, that Drozzy just tries to get in there without too much magical forethought um, so okay. because she's just going for like the little cap the copper cap
2: does she just reach for it with her hands yeah <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> um, Druzzy reaches out and touches the little copper cap and she is zapped by like a, a pulse of electrifying energy that makes go sense. ahead and take go ahead and take eight magic damage for me uh, as your hand is zapped and it pulls back <sighs> as you try to touch this
1: thing. Drowsy's low on health. Yeah, um, finally. Yeah, <laughs> after half of these years of podcasting. Okay.
2: Cerilia chimes up and says, "Drowsy, what is that thing? What do you need it for? What, what what's going on here?"
1: Um, look, this is difficult. This is difficult to explain in a sort of time pressured situation, uh, Cerilia, But, um, essentially. People are looking for these things, and it's not safe here. You can't protect it.
2: Petrini says, um, it's been safe for... I don't even know how long, time out of mind. It'll be safe if you reactivate the sculpture. If that that thing in the bottom of it is part of it, you can't take it away. We'll be doomed.
1: I know it's been safe. Things are changing out there, okay? Things are not the way that they have been. As you said, Standish's men are going to... Go to the king, and the king's men will come, and the bubble is not going to stop them. I need to take this piece away. I need to get it somewhere safe.
2: She says, you taking that away is going to mean we can never reinstate the bubble?
1: I don't know. But you know what? Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. And Drasilia turns back to it. She says, I can't
2: stop you, Drasilia. Obviously, you're much more powerful than me, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) obviously. (laughs)
2: If this is all connected to the secrets you've been keeping with Duncan and Jody, and the stuff you guys were talking about downstairs and in the library, clearly it's it's larger than 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 just us. But Drizilia, this is your home. We're your friends. Think about what leaving us to fight Standish would mean. Man, if she really knew Drizilia, she wouldn't do that play. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a low odds kind of investment there, my friend. Doing the friendship route with Drazilia.
1: Josie <laughs> says. Look, we're not going to leave you to face them on your own, but something has to be done.
2: And you go back to the statue. What do you try this time to get the piece out of there?
1: Um, I guess it's not tap on the wand all over it. It's, just all know, over it,
2: just at random.
1: <laughs> maybe I just try and like jam it into the the copper bit where the piece is, or
2: you, you touch the hatch with the with the wand. Yes. Okay. As you're, like, thwacking this wand around <laughs> against the glass thing, just, like, looking like a complete fucking idiot. Like... And you can get this piece somewhere safe. I'm the only person we can trust. Clang, clang, clang! Like, <laughs> clang, clang, I understand this better than you, Petunia.
0: Clang, clang, clang! Clang, clang,
2: clang! Um... As that's happening, you feel the statue responding to the wand with a kind of magnetism. Like, every time you touch the wand to the statue, it's, like, a little bit hard to pull it away. Eventually, you thwack it against, just by sheer random chance, you <laughs> thwack it against the hatch on the bottom of the statue, and when you pull it away, that magnetism draws the hatch open with it, and the piece tumbles out of the bottom of the statue, just onto the ground, unceremoniously. And Cerelia goes, Drasilia. I know we haven't always got along, but whatever you're doing, I support you. I just... (sighs) Can you... What What does it do, and what does getting it away from here do that's so important? If you tell me it's important, then I'll help you. I'm just... I'm a little confused.
1: Maybe Drazilia shows her the piece that is already in my magic stuff? Uh Uh-huh. Does a little... (laughs) light spell or something. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of visual demonstration and is like, So really, I... I can't tell you exactly what this is. I don't know myself, but it's something magical and something powerful and, from what we've heard, in the wrong hands, something very dangerous.
2: So what you're saying is this thing here has the potential to be dangerous to the whole world.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying.
2: She looks over at Petunia and says, Petunia, I I live here too, this is my home as well, but look, I mean, we have to think bigger than than just Hastings. And Petunia just kind of scoffs and says, maybe you feel that way, Cerelia, but... I don't. And I'm not, I'm not going to be okay with this. If we need that thing, I want it to stay. But like I said, I can't stop you. And Tresillia's got the piece. And what do you do?
1: She puts it in a rucksack. Um, I think she yep. puts a, a hand on Cerulea's shoulder and it's like, thanks. I'm, I'm proud of you. And she takes out her final trap, the humiliation trap, and she gives it to Cerulea. <laughs> and says, use this when you're in danger. And then she runs out of that bloody clock tower.
2: Before she does, she says, Wait a minute, Trezzy, I actually have an idea. Um, I don't know if it's going to work, and I was kind of waiting to to see how all this played out, but, I mean, it seems like it's really important that you take the thing and, and we don't have the force field. And scary as that is, I think there might actually be a a way forward here for, for Hastings. And she gestures at the... Um, huge pile of, like, wealth and treasure <laughs> that she has accumulated around the the top of the stairway there. And she says, Do you think there's a world in which Standish might be okay with, um... Well, call it back taxes. Maybe instead of hiding from the world or fighting against it, we could just learn to live in it.
1: Is this whole arc about an anti-tax evasion? Brexit,
2: it's about Brexit.
1: (laughs) 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 The right thing was paying our taxes. (laughs) No, Ben would never write that.
2: Heyo, it's me, your father and your son, because we're getting all up on that inexorable flow of time tonight and just getting a little silly with it, you know. That's right, everyone. Right now, as this episode goes live, it is the two-year anniversary of Curio Network, which is, for those who don't know, the podcast network that we belong to. Thanks so much for tuning in today for Chapter 45 and for sticking with us and supporting us these last, <laughs> fuck me, two years. I honestly can't believe it. Uh, we've had so much fun making this show and the other stuff we've made, and we are super excited for you to see where we're going next with Curio. We've got some pretty cool stuff coming in the next little while, so stay tuned there. Um, I really don't want to get into any spruks or promotions for anything today. I just want to say again, sincerely, from all of us here at Curio... You rock. We would have no reason to make this stuff if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much, really, for your ongoing support. On that note, um, if you haven't, or even if you have, get in touch with us on some kind of social media. We're just about on all of it, and we always love hearing from you guys. It really gives us a little extra motivation. Anyway, I won't take up any more of your time, except to say that we're about to drop a tiny little bonus thing in this feed in the next little while, so keep your ear to the ground there. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Happy birthday to us, I guess. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. She's essentially saying that, like, maybe there's a world in which you can, like, pay off Standish. Because, like, what he's mad about is the town being on his land, not, on, not about, like, the fact that it exists at all. All
1: right. Cerulea, brilliant. I love it. You're the new mayor. <laughs> no, she doesn't say <laughs> I think she is like, let's get down there.
2: Petunia, by the way, when Cerulea says that, is still disgusted. She's very much on team Hastings. Needs to be Hastings. Hastings needs to be in the bubble.
1: All right, Petunia, go hang out with Trent. Okay, <laughs> see your shit.
0: I think Trent's better than Petunia.
2: Um, okay, so what what do you do? What do you do, Gazilia?
1: I guess I give Cirilla a hand with the loot. Oh my god. Uh huh. How to win loot? Um and. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, Stanich is actually a gold dragon. Did you to go influence him?
2: Oh my, oh my oh god. My, oh He's my.
0: actually a dragon. <laughs> Shapeshit is a human. Oh fuck. He's gonna break bad. Fuck. I, so knew, I knew one of these episodes, <laughs> one day, was gonna be Title Jizz. Fuck. Title Jizz. Title Jizz. Title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: We just title it Jizz? Yeah. No, surely this <laughs> is gonna be like the Battle of Hastings, right? Like, that's the. That's the yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, it depends how the rest yeah. of it shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, okay, so Tresillia is running downstairs, uh, arms full of treasure, meanwhile we're back over to the boys in the town square with Trent, getting ready. What are you guys doing to prepare Hastings?
0: Do they have cavalry?
2: Yeah, there are some horses. Alright, I think Jody wants to, like, round up a small garrison of cavalry, basically. Like, he's thinking, like, Jody would lead some cavalry and, like, as, like, a an alternative tactic to, like, Duncan's infantry. Does that suit you,
0: old donkey boy? Um, honestly, uh, I could get around a cavalry charge. That like, where, where are you fitting yourself into that? I, like I was picturing us in the charge. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. Was that not what you had? No, no, no. no, no. I was just like checking yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah.
2: Okay. So. Your, your guys are getting on a cavalry charge, the two of you on on some horses, and, and you're gonna lead like a cavalry charge. Is that the idea? Yeah, I guess yeah. get like well, like the competent horseman basically, and like have that, and have us probably in like hiding basically. Trent can then uh, you know position everyone uh, as like infantry and that sort of thing, and like get ready to hold a line, and then we can uh, bust in from the
1: side. Nice. I'm picturing that like scene in the mountains in Lord of the Rings, where they're getting ready for the Battle of Gondor.
2: Paint a word picture here for me. Trent and the the makeshift militia of Hastings are yours to command. What do you do? Remember, we've described Hastings as being kind of like two major roads intersecting kind of roughly sword shaped or roughly cross shaped, but like a Jesus cross, not just like an X. And so you've got like one short arm and one long arm. The town square is near where like the hilt would be and you entered town and the last time you saw Standish's men and the direction you saw them approaching from is basically the sword tip of town. There's um buildings on either side. How are you guys preparing for
0: this assault? Well, that sounds like we set up our infantry on the handle of the sword and as... Standish comes into the town square. We charge in from both sides with cavalry mm-hmm. along what would be the two like cross guards of the hill. Yeah, I love that. That way, with the roads, it's sort of like sort of more of like a chokehold
2: sort of yeah. thing. So the uh, infantry packed in on one side and then cavalry on the others, and then hopefully inspiring everyone else at the back to mm-hmm. just like get the fuck out of there because there's, there's not enough fighting room. Yeah,
0: so there, our half our barrel friend can hold the infantry on the handle. We can take a wing each of cavalry and we three heroes, the new three heroes of um, on this of uh, POV chapter in HWA, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, can yeah, s- can win the battle. Yeah, Duncan, the young wolf, <laughs> heads out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just want you guys to know that I am personally extremely excited to see how this, how this pans out. <laughs> yeah. Whether we get a bloody conflict or whether <laughs> we end with diplomacy, like I, I straight up don't know and I'm not going to force it. It's going to depend on um, how you guys proceed from here. Uh, awesome. Tresillia, you're running down through the clock tower as Duncan and Jody are marshalling the few cavalry and the infantry into these formations. Trent is following your orders and nodding along. He, He believes that this is the right way to go about it. Enos and the other rest of the sort of mayor's family are... Not exactly retreating, but stepping out of the lines of battle and sort of back over towards the mayor's house, which, as we established, is, like, one of the corners of this hilt, like, town square bit. A men, should we figure out they were on foot? You you, you wouldn't really know. Yeah. And... Drasilia, you're running down with Cerilia and Petunia, assumedly moping somewhere behind you through, uh, the tower, the clock tower, and you pass down through the library section, and then <clears throat> you pass down through, uh, another section, and you're in a room you weren't in before. And you realise, standing in this room, that the treasures that you and Cirilia are holding are but a fraction of the treasures that this tower has to offer. Whoa. And, uh, is like... Yeah, um, so when all the emergency doors opened, uh the, the, the door that I was stuck next to just swung open, and, uh, oh yeah, that, that's it over there, by the way, and she points at an open door over in the corner, and you can see, does indeed open onto that T-junction that you guys came to in the temple, where there were two doors, one that you went through by, like, jamming open with Junkhand's sword, and one that you didn't go through. Basically, what she's saying is this room full of treasure is behind the door that you guys didn't go through. And I'm going to say, looking around, Druzzy, you actually recognize a my bowler hat in this room sorry
1: my bowler hat yeah oh my yeah, god you recognize
2: your bowler hat and oh the other shit that you god. guys put into the offering chamber inside the elevator implying that maybe this has been like a fucking central bank of hastings for many generations as like every time the sorcerer has to enter the tower they have to give some like wealth of the town into the offering and like this is where it ends up basically
1: this is like the monetary policy of the town i love it <laughs> Adding bowler hat back to my sheet.
2: <laughs> and also add a few other interesting bits and pieces. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Go on. After you pick up your bowler hat and you scan your eyes around the room, on that scan around the room, your eyes would lock on a one. A small item. clear bottle. What's that? It's jump water it <laughs>
1: Glistening off the top. <laughs> it's a good question. Does Cesilia think to take
2: your Journey's Cologne? <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe
2: not. That's up to you. Well, what you find, Grace, is a little necklace. And this necklace...
1: (gasps) This necklace! only thing I wrote down!
2: (laughs) Is very familiar, Gracie. It's the necklace from your very first vision of the willowy elf woman walking through the woods. It appears marginally different like the the fitting that was in the centre of it is gone but the necklace is unmistakably the same one
1: amazing um Josiah takes it
2: nice uh you also find uh I'm just gonna say particularly appealing to you like a a lot of it's just like generic bric-a-brac particularly appealing to you is what appear to be some like jewel encrusted metallic gauntlets like some some gloves like some like fucking big heavy we threw ourselves out of the magic item room didn't we (laughs) <laughs> Lobster gloves. I mean, Duncan would have run through this room on his way out. I just assumed Duncan was in too much haste to bother picking any of this shit up. But like, yeah, I mean, you're getting it now. Um, and <laughs> Jody. Well, Jody's not there. But the thing I have for Jody that Drasilia finds in this room <laughs> is um some very delicately uh, constructed and appointed silken shoes. <laughs> We'll get to what each of those items do a little bit later. But yeah, those things plus an amount of treasure, if you wanted to just scoop it up, that we can we can discuss later. Some amount of miscellaneous material wealth.
1: So that was nothing for Duncan.
2: Well the, the gauntlets are for Dunkan. Yeah. Oh, You're going get the gauntlets and the necklace, Gracie. Come damn on. It. <laughs> yeah. Every place you go only has three magic items, and they happen to be perfect, one for each of you, okay? That's, <laughs> that's always the way it works. Okay. Whilst Drasilia and Cerelia are... I mean, let's be honest, these are the Halimian sisters. They're spending a couple of minutes fucking racking shit. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Just, like, putting as much shit in their backpacks as they can possibly scrounge, <laughs> and uh, finding these specially interesting things. You guys, out in the town square, hear the approaching, marching feet of Standish's scouts. This is not the full military force but it is probably a small regiment of, I'm going to say 150 men that are marching out of the tree line at the sword tip of Hastings and seeing the town basically empty except for a small line of um, Trent Allgood standing with like, you know, probably roughly a hundred farmers and just like people holding like bullshit, like farm shit as weaponry. They quickly stop and form up rank and then the commander, you can see, kind of, like, eyes the town for a bit. And, uh, of course, obscured by the buildings, doesn't see your cavalry. And they decide that, like, fuck me, they don't even need to wait for the rest of the force. They're coming in hard. <gasps> and uh, the scouts begin marching down the streets of Hastings towards the hilt. And as they reach the town square, can I just get a quick initiative roll? From uh, both of you boys, and I'm going to roll one for Trent also. Oh. Trent rolled a critical fail on <laughs> his initiative roll. Yeah, Honestly, right? It ma- almost makes the most sense in some yeah. ways. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a, it's
0: a 19 for your boy. 17 for me.
2: Okay, and time to roll one for Standish's scouts. Oh my god, I rolled another critical fail.
1: <laughs> so I think party bed.
2: I think basically Standish's scouts, uh, the, the commander at the front, yells out, CHARGE! And they start charging, but they are like two steps into their charge across the town square when Duncan and Jody, leading the cavalry, get to make the first move. What do you boys do?
0: I think probably holding until they're
2: about to crash with the first line of interest, there's the most of them there, and then I think both looking at each other with almost identical initiative, just planning on like speeding out... At that optimum time. And I guess because we rolled first initiative, we're readying that action specifically for that.
0: Yeah. So we want to impact into their flanks like the moment they impact with Trent.
2: Yeah, nice. Okay, fantastic. So they start charging across, and that works well because Trent and this guy also rolled the same initiative. Exactly. So they, they clash on the front lines. Trent's men and these guys' men. And then fucking steaming in from the flank and rear is Duncan and Jody on horseback, leading uh, the mega cavalry that could be scrounged together. Uh, I'm going to say each of you has probably... 25 horses behind you uh and you storm in on the flanks of this army and i want to keep this a little abstract but i think definitely you've got the surprise and you've got the cavalry advantage so go ahead and just make me straight up and down attack rolls with advantage i'm gonna make one for trent and i'm gonna make one for this other guy as well and we're gonna see how they do i can only assume
0: i get my extra
2: attack uh yeah that makes sense okay so it's a 27 for me on my first attack Nice. Um, my second, Jesus Christ. My second attack is a uh, twenty-four. Uh huh. Um, and then I also that that would be for like I guess like a martial strike if I were to do that I suppose. Um, and then I uh-huh. probably go for like the next three rolls of mine, which would be ooh a twenty-seven. Uh huh. Um, Just tell me how many hits you get in the end. Nine. Or how many greater than? 20. Oh, and in that twenty, so I got four regular hits okay. and a critical. Okay, fantastic. So in that case, Jody, I'm going to have you roll just to like account for your horse battalion's damage. I'm going to say each of those attacks is at four d10. So go ahead and roll four d10 four times, and then add another one, oh, and then two more times. So six, six times twenty. So twenty four d10. Go go ahead and roll me twenty four d10 to represent I'm just, uh, right, I'm just your gonna, horse I'm just battalion. Just roller app up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. to represent your horse battalion crushing the flank of Standish's scouts. Yeah, is that plus any additional, like, is it like plus my five decks or anything, or just, just that? Let's go with the 24d10 for yeah. now. That's probably fair. That's probably fair. <laughs> This is a kind of abstract combat. Oh, you yeah, know what, yeah, you yeah. should have some kind of bonus representing your, your attack bonus. Yeah, fuck it, go ahead and throw your plus fives in. Okay, great. So I guess 24d10 yeah. plus, plus but just five times. So okay, well, plus, plus 20, 25, because yeah, yeah. you only get the bonus once in a crit. Um, so the, the base roll is 135. Uh, so it's 160 total damage I also want you to imagine the way Jody is fighting nice. Is that he's leaping off his horse Onto other people's horses and like knocking them off As he's like spinning his, oh, uh, yes. his weapon around So these scouts are on foot But you can just be jumping down oh. into the pack And just yeah. fucking wrecking their shit Yeah, exactly yeah. Nice, okay, so 160 damage Jody crushes the left flank of Standish's <laughs> invading troops How does DK do? Make all your
0: attacks, DK Um, So to hit, it works at a 22, 18, and a critical
2: Nice. Okay. That's delightful. Those all hit. So again, go ahead and roll four times, five times 40, so 20 d10 plus your bonus four times.
0: And what you're going to need to know is I'm going to use my menace maneuver on my critical, which would yes. double with the critical. Oh and my God. So that means that Duncan's charge is specifically enacted as an act of horror upon the scouts. <laughs> 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 I am, I am and, specifically uh, charging it okay. with the intent. And the like, <laughs> battle cry of like, like I want them to fear that their line ends here today. <laughs> Jesus,
2: In- incredible! So you go ahead and roll your twenty d ten plus whatever your bonus is times four plus for your menace. What's your menace usually? Well,
0: hang on, slow down. Like one d eight because I didn't follow any. So of that. twenty. D10. Do you have a dice roller? Because I don't. Yeah, one hundred and forty-seven.
2: Okay, nice. So 147 plus 160 is 307 damage that has been
0: dealt to these,
2: uh, encroaching, uh, men. And that, that's well, that, that, that basically crushes, like, I'm gonna say half of them. And then Trent Allgood, uh, is on the front line against Standish's men. Standish's men, although they both rolled critical fail, the trained militia has higher decks, so they go first. They also rolled a hit against trent's group so they are definitely you see like as you're crushing the sides of this scout there are a few hasting citizens falling beneath the scouts but you get the impression that it is nowhere near as many as it could have possibly been uh then trent attacks back and drives them sort of they're they're pretty well pincered you guys have got them kind of uh on the run there uh or, or kind of trapped if you want but what happens next is really up to you although Sorry, Grace, these messages that you're sending me. Um, I know. Is something you want to do right now?
1: W- have I made it to the. Yeah, I guess you to consider
2: how much time in a crisis is Druzzy going to spend in the treasure room? And the answer is as much time as normal. <laughs> 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 i would say by now like through like you know the, the rest of the time it took the scouts to get there their charge this round of combat druzzy steps out of the base of the tower you've seen the first round of this exchange or you, you kind of see the aftermath of it you and Cerelia are there you can see there's you know like several dozen fighting men wearing standish colors standing in the town square engaged in brutal bloody combat with you can see jody and duncan a top cavalry leading cavalry charge and you can see trent engaged. In, in fierce single combat with, uh, with a, a scout commander. And I'm going to give Druzzy an opportunity to do something here. Let's roll you into the initiative order now. Druzzy, you get to hop in now. Um, roll, roll now, you'll get an action now, and then wherever you are in the order.
1: Uh, yeah, 14.
2: Okay, so you, you can act now, but then next round you're going to be after the boys um, and before Standish and Trent.
1: So this is like the party who have come out ahead of... A large group? Yeah, this is,
2: like, the first the first attack that, like, they they were, like, basically arrived and they were meant to, like, use their own judgment about what they were supposed to do. If the town looked, like, undefended, they were basically supposed to just, like, secure it so Standish could roll in and be like, hey, this is over before it begins. Or if it looked, like, really imposing, they were supposed to wait. But I guess they saw, like, a pretty... Like they had no idea you guys were there, basically. And they saw, like, a pretty undefended town. And, uh, yeah.
1: How many of them are left?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say maybe four dozen.
1: Okay. At this point. And they're sort of... Interspersed in the crowd,
2: they're sort of they're sort of clumped. Yeah, they're kind of surrounded by like a cavalry wall of Duncan, a cavalry wall of Jody. Yeah, are we leaving space to the? We,
1: Is we, there space we, for a retreat?
0: That would be the idea, right? Because or like, do well, we it, want, like a last-minute really situation trapped. or um. I don't think so. Right, so we just want so, to... Like, like a proper pincer pin maneuver, you yeah. circle completely and you push them in on themselves right, and they lose so they the come. ability to fight.
2: Yeah. Great. Okay, well, we're doing that. Yeah. Once, so, they, have, so we're once they don't have straight. enough like, personal space, not <laughs> so swing away. Without
1: any maneuverability to let them run away if they want to?
0: Yeah, I think we're just murdering. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, well, it's kind of ruined my plan a little.
0: Like... Bear in mind, I didn't specifically say that I was using my menace in the. No, that's true. My, I, it isn't. My whole it is, point is, i like, you have yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. was
2: like, "This is a war crime," uh, and then like yelled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no. You know, as in like, as in like they're the war criminals? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, yeah, arguably attacking a bunch of like usual non-combatants is a pretty war
0: criminal thing to yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. I am divine um, retribution made flesh and iron upon the wall. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> oh hey, I don't want there to be any I don't want there to be any any two ways about this. Standish is just the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we all know.
0: Don't <laughs>
1: worry. Don't worry. Um, okay, I think I still have to do it anyway.
2: Yeah, I think you do, Gracie.
1: Drozzy polymorphs herself into a young silver dragon. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <It's time laughs> <with this! laughs>
2: oh yes yes (laughs) i oh
1: which i can totally do happened i checked all the rules
0: (laughs) now if you've cast polymorph does that mean you are literally that creature Yeah, yeah i think so yeah
1: i still have autonomy though like with the sheep who kept on attacking us Yeah, yeah after yeah, you keep, you keep your
2: mental stats, but you get their physical stats. And so, yeah. actually, their okay, it's, as it's well. not actually yeah. this. You don't, you don't keep your mental stats, you keep your personality. You take right, all that's... of their stats. Yeah. But you still have your personality. dragons are pretty smart, right? You, you probably got a lot smarter. Yeah, yeah, no, dra- the dragon will be smarter than Druzzy, no question. <laughs> uh,
0: and, you, yeah. and, and you check, like, challenge rating allowances, yep. I assume. Sweet.
2: I'm a big fan of this. So, Gracie now has Strength 23, Dex 10, Con 21, Intelligence 14, Wisdom one, wisdom 11, Charisma 19. Uh, she has an armor class of 18 from Natural Scaly Armor, which is so perfect because of Drazilia's scaly skin. She I has, also have Silver Dragon uh, Heritage.
1: A f- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. This, yep. is, this is you literally choosing the dragon <laughs> of your heritage and not
0: Hastings. <laughs> Stonic Man, I honestly... Because there was a moment there when you and I were talking, to where I was like, we are putting D.B. Weiss and Dan
2: like to shame, basically. Like, I was like, he's some actual tactics, we're yeah. really considering this, what a cool play.
0: <laughs> and then Drozzy turns into a fucking dragon, and it's like, ah, oh, this is Game of Thrones, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Like, what does the audience
0: care about more? Yeah, this is our
2: long night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, That's my whole go, so...
2: Yeah. Okay, that's fucking perfect. So the townsfolk of Hastings hear a, I guess, a ro- do you roar, Gracie? Is there a draconic uh, roar? Yes. Okay,
0: I think we might need the foley for that one, just in case we want it in the air. Yeah, go ahead, Gracie. I mean, that's a lot louder. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, um, jack the jack yeah. the volume up on that when you put it through. <laughs> or I could I could amp it
2: up in the in the edit. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Sick. We're back around to the top of the initiative count. We've got Jody and Duncan with their flanking maneuver with the cavalry. You would see, like, this force is weakened. It's down to, you know, basically a third of where it started. And you can see your good friend Drasilia, escape from the bottom of the clock tower and turn into a young silver dragon. What do you each do with your cavalry?
0: I mean, we. we like, Duncan, without a question, is pushing in. He's obliterating the scout force. Yeah.
2: Okay, go ahead, dude. Make your attacks.
0: Su- Do we still have advantage? Because you said last time...
2: I would say the surprise is gone out yeah. of it at this point, so no advantage. Are they afraid but now of the dragon, though?
0: Uh,
2: They are, which means I'm going to give them disadvantage. I'm going to say, like, you don't have advantage, but they have disadvantage because they're afraid oh, okay. of the dragon.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Okay, no criticals, but they're all over 20 to hit, so that's cruising.
2: Yeah, nice. Fuck yes, dude. Go ahead and roll me that. What did we figure out that it was? 12 d10 for the three hits, plus your regular bonus times three, plus any other shit you're going to throw on top of there.
0: 92. That seems like a real drop-off.
2: Nice, nice, 92. nice, nice. Figures you didn't have a critical, and
0: also your menace.
2: You had a critical and a menace yeah, last time. true, and I guess the menace
0: was on the critical, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, nice. Fuck yeah. Okay, so so Duncan, uh, again, just, like, refusing to back down, leaving no room for retreat, giving his enemy no quarter, uh, pushes in with his line, slaughtering a few of these Standish troops from horseback with a few powerful strokes. Uh, then it's Jody. Yeah, because well, Jody was technically in the initiative beforehand, but he was definitely waiting on... There was, like, a moment of hesitation as he was looking towards Duncan, and then with him just being like, no, we're finishing this, Jody's like, I guess we're finishing this. Uh, so yeah. He's nice. going to be Rolling his again. So uh, first one is a uh, sixteen to hit. That unfortunately does not. Okay, That's the first okay. one because these guys are in full armor. That's all right. Uh, Nineteen for the next one. Yeah, for sure. And then I'll uh, flurry blows on that. Uh, Twenty-three. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so uh, two hits all up. Can you try and make them like take a save of some description? Yeah, I can. Uh, I can knock them prone. You could, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll see the way that that translates if you do it. Is, I'll, I'll make the regiment take a dexterity save. Is that what they need to do? Yep. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be terrific. Okay, okay uh, 15. Um, I think you'll be higher than that now. Yeah, I think I am higher than that, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you knock down a bunch of these boys as you're, like, stomping. So, like, Jody charges in with his cavalry and, like, gets up on, like, the fucking hind legs and, like, stomps down on a few guys and, like, knocks them prone. He's, like, swatting them with his staff. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. So seventy six. Yeah, nice. Okay, so these guys are down. Like they've been pretty heavily crushed within twelve seconds by this cavalry charge, um, <laughs> and there's there's maybe like just under a quarter of them left at this point. And now it's uh, young Silver Dragon Drizilia's turn to take center stage. So what does young Silver Dragon Drizzy do,
1: Gracie? Cool, cool, cool. Um, young Silver Dragon Drizilia flies over the group.
2: Uh huh.
1: And then. Okay. Breathes a big icy cone <laughs> on the circle of troops.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. I'm going to give these boys disadvantage on their save <laughs> because they're terrified of this dragon. Uh And. Man? Yeah, with the disadvantage, their con save is only a 9. Even without the disadvantage, it still wouldn't have beat DC 17, which is young Silver Dragon Druzzy's uh, cold breath save. So, yeah, Druzzy just fucking blasts this like remaining regiment of Standish with a fucking ice cone out of her draconic mouth. And uh, go ahead and roll me that 12d8 cold damage.
1: Um, well, luckily for them, these are some pretty bad rolls, so it's... uh. 43 damage.
2: Yeah, nice. Uh, fucking, okay, so I'm going to say at this point they are just blasted, and the few of them who remain throw down their weapons and surrender. Uh, mostly under the weight of the sheer psychic terror uh, <laughs> of the charge of Duncan, <laughs> his brutal war crimes against war criminals, it no Jody's war stomp maneuver, <laughs> and then... And then this fucking giant beast just breathing fire at them. The combined psychic weight of those three <laughs> things uh, I think really, really uh, puts, puts the rest of these boys into surrender mode. And yeah, I mean, now it's their turn. They use their turn to throw down their weapons and surrender. Uh, and then it's Trent's turn and he looks to Duncan for, uh, for advice on what to do next before he acts. He just turns to Dunkan in the heat of battle and, and stares him in the face.
0: Tie them up. Lock them away. Quick.
2: Okay. He, he gestures for his men to move in and start doing that, essentially arresting the remaining scouts. And as that's happening, he looks up at Silver Dragon Druzzy and says, Druzzy, that was so cold.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh,
1: I'm going to say that wraps <laughs> oh, up Oh uh, <laughs> <I forgot. laughs>
0: What a douche.
1: Yeah zilia the dragon says, fuck off, Trent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that battle is essentially over now. And as the dust settles, what you guys come to realize is that thanks to the three of your interventions and Duncan and Jody's careful tactics, you've had pretty minimal losses. I mean, any loss of a of a essentially civilian defending their home is a tragedy, but... Compared to how things could have gone, you came out pretty well, and the you've got maybe I'm going to say twenty left of the initial charge of 150 of Lord Standish's scouts who are just tied up and dispossessed of their weaponry. Uh, where are you keeping them?
0: Is there a secure building anywhere?
2: What are we trying to do? You here? could make are a building secure. Yeah. What are you trying to, to achieve? Is this,
0: a, is this a, a message or something like that, or conceivably we ransom yeah.
2: them? Yeah, and also, what do you do? What do you do with the hundred and thirty corpses?
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Um, <laughs> I think maybe we move them up and array them in a be, be, humane spiral like pattern, right? A humane uh, congregation of corpses, ready for collection by the army who sent them in. Right. Which, you know, maybe conveniently is also a horrifying thing to encounter on your way into the <laughs> town you tried to attack. But, you know, it's... it's. I love it's, the way your brain works, It's Tom. multi-purpose. Yeah. We treat them humanely. <laughs> we leave them there at the, you know, sword tip of the road, so to speak, for collection. Um, Do we leave, yeah. like, a note on one of the bodies
2: about the ransom or something like that? And, like, just leave, like, Druzzy in sight as a dragon? Yeah, like, I think
0: maybe... In the background? That might yeah, be, like, getting yeah, the message across? Yeah. I think
1: maybe Drusy flies out to meet them.
0: Okay. That's oh. uh, that's
2: one way to make an omelette. That's, uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, so you guys can, can pile up the corpses at the sword tip of town, uh, making it clear that you've got the remaining soldiers and that they'll come to no harm, essentially, if Standish fucks off. Is that about the shape of it? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, like, does Drosilius say anything to the town? What's the the goal? Does she literally just, like, land after that and then just get up and fly out towards Standish's troops?
1: Maybe she says in her booming dragon voice, I'm going to negotiate.
0: (laughs) I think Duncan quickly says, hang on, let's think about this a second. If we send Standish packing today and then move on, why wouldn't he just come back after we're
1: gone? Josie the dragon says, Dungan, don't, don't worry about it, I've got it covered.
2: Cerilia has run over and says, Yeah, um, I actually had a few thoughts about that myself. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay, I had some help. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of says, "Um, Yeah, we, Troxelia and I, uh, have come up with an idea here that, you know, we think, might work, um and she's still holding like an armload of treasure and she just kinda like sheepishly drops it and then like elbows Drazilia's dragon flank and says, um, your voice is a bit louder than mine now, Juzzy, so um why don't you why don't you fill him in?
1: <laughs> ben Ben told me to prepare a speech to the townspeefer. I hadn't pictured that I would be doing it as a dragon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> After having established your dorkiest fuck dragon voice.
1: Oh, man. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <clears throat> Drazilia the Dragon pulls out some palm cards from her back pocket. Um, no, she doesn't do that. <laughs> but she does <laughs> turn to the townspeople. And um, she sort of gets uh, serious. About as serious as a young silver dragon can get. She booms out to the, the worried-looking townspeople. Um, people... What did I do for the voice? People, people of Hastings. <laughs> 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 um, people of Hastings. All our lives, <laughs> we've lived outside this world. We haven't cared about it. And they haven't cared about us. <laughs> but I've been out there. And it's beautiful. And I've met... The dragon then looks over at Jody and Dunkan. And I've met some extraordinary people.
0: Finally a compliment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always we prioritised our safety above all else. But something is coming. Not even the clock tower can stop it. What we found in there, the key to the clock tower, it's also the key to saving Carthus. We have to stop living just for ourselves. This is our chance to do something good. This is Hastings' chance to finally get on the map. Ha) <laughs>
0: No. Oh, what a wholesome message With that segued into We can win some glory here Yeah
1: <laughs> But also they're literally getting on the map
2: Can I assume that uh, Silver dragon Druzzy beats her wings And flies off to meet uh, The host of Lord Standish
1: Yeah, Druzzy of Always of the dramatic exit The dragon flies off
2: We see the town of Hastings, no longer hidden in its bubble, now open to the world. We see two distinct groups of townsfolk. The first, under the direction of Cerillia, is heading in an orderly fashion into the clock tower, right near the hilt of the sword-shaped town. We see Enos Halimian, eyeing them anxiously, and Petunia, sulking in the background. We see the second group under the direction of Jodi and Duncan, Khan carrying out a far grimmer task, piling up bodies near the sword tip of town, in an attempt to humanely treat the dead and maybe send a message at the same time. And we see Drasillium. Or rather, we see a large, silver-scaled young dragon, beating its powerful wings as it travels away from Hastings, away from its family and friends. Tresillia, the somewhat unwilling saviour of Hastings, is all alone, flying this time towards, not away from, her destiny. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network, and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade, and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at Curionetwork.com.